Hi, and welcome to the Soulmate Chronicles. I'm your host, Kayla. I know you all did not get an episode from me last week, but that was for a very good reason. I was busy preparing for my sister's engagement. That's right, dear listeners. My wombmate and former roommate got engaged on Saturday. I would like to say congratulations to Shayla and Chris, also known as Preacher Bay. I love you both, and I can't wait to do my part to make your wedding day the best ever. Now, on with the show. I have something to confess to all of you. From an emotional standpoint, every story I have shared with you has really been easy for me. Those men and those moments are in my past. Thanks to a whole lot of discussions with my therapist, my pops, and about a million pages in my journal, I can look back at those times and see them for exactly what they are, life lessons that made me who I am today. But there is one person, one question mark of a situation that has popped up in my life more than the weeds that grow in my flower bed. I didn't want to talk about him on this podcast. I fully intended to keep this one to myself. And I would have if it weren't for a conversation I had with my coworker just last week. We were catching up on our lives in the past few weeks when, abruptly, she told me she had something to tell me. Okay, I said in the way I always do when I'm not sure if I want to hear exactly what's about to be said. Kayla, you've got to let your walls down. I think I was supposed to tell you that a long time ago, but I had been putting it off. But for the past few days, the urge to tell you is so strong that it keeps waking me up at night. Damn it, Randy. Am I wrong? No, you're like a thousand percent correct. So, is this in regards to someone? Yes. He is that guy. That person who has remained a thought in the back of my mind. Like Aaliyah, we've been going back and forth for over a decade. Of all the men I have ever dated, talked to, or flirted with, he is the one who knows me the most. It unnerves me. It annoys me. And every time he finds his way back into my life, I find myself wondering what the outcome will be this time. His name is Leopard. Leopard is actually not a pseudonym I just made up for this podcast. I've been calling him that for most of the last 10 years because he is a creature of habit. And as we all know, a leopard never changes its spots. Leopard is, of course, attractive. And I mean attractive in the way that most women would take a second look if they saw him walking down the street. But that's not what initially drew me to Leopard. 
I fell for two things, his intellect and his calm demeanor. In all the years I've known him, I have never heard Leopard raise his voice. Also, I didn't meet Leopard on a dating app. I knew him in real life. But I also knew that he had been involved with people who were friend adjacent and what I had heard about him was not 100% positive. I had no intention of entertaining him as anything more than a friend. I should have known that I would eventually see him as more than that because, yet again, he was my type. I don't know why I keep dealing with light-skinned men. They've been breaking my heart since 1984 when Elder Barge was dancing to the beat of the rhythm of the night. I told myself not to take him too seriously. And Leopard made it really easy for me not to do so. He never showed me any physical affection, such as hugs or kisses. If he gave me a compliment, it was quickly followed by a joke. And I always knew I wasn't the only woman he was entertaining. If my heart had a door, I only cracked it for Leopard. For years, anytime he would do or say anything that caused me to feel mushy towards him, I would slam that door right in his face. I blocked his number more times than I care to admit. When he would call me his friend, I would curtly tell him that what we had did not meet the requirements of a friendship. I wanted to hurt him before he hurt me. I succeeded, if you can call it that. Eventually, Leopard stopped trying to reach out to me. I felt relief, even in the moments when I found myself missing our conversations and the laughter. No one could ever make me laugh the way Leopard could. One day, I heard from a mutual friend of ours. We were filling each other in on our lives. He asked me if I had heard from Leopard recently. I grimaced. I, I haven't talked to him in a really long time, I admitted. I know. Well then why did you ask? I just wanted to see what you would say. I rolled my eyes. Anyway, he continued, Leopard has been trying to get in contact with you for a while, but he said you have his number blocked. This is true. Well, are you going to unblock him? Uh, hmm. I've got to run. I'll talk to you later. I couldn't concentrate on anything for the rest of the day. What did Leopard have to say to me? Was he mad? Did he miss me? Should I unblock him? I mulled over these questions so much, I finally got tired of myself and just unblocked him and sent him a simple two-word text. You rang? I impatiently tapped my pen as I waited for him to respond. A few minutes later, 
My phone danced across my desk and a familiar combination of excitement and anxiety swirled in my stomach. I clicked my message notification. I did. I've been trying to reach out to you for a while, but I have a girlfriend now. I laughed in that Alanis Morissette kind of way because this damn sure felt ironic. I wanted to be mad at Leopard, but I really couldn't. I didn't want to be his girlfriend and I did everything in my power to push him away. I wanted him to move on. So then, why did I have the sudden urge to eat a Snickers bar and listen to the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack? That was the first time I ever admitted to myself that I had more than friends feelings for Leopard. Yet there was absolutely nothing I could do about it. And to him, I still wasn't going to let go of that aloofness he had come to expect from me. Oh, that's cool. I didn't speak to him again for four years. Last year, I found myself in a state of depression, the kind of depression where your arms hurt from trying to break the surface of those murky, deep waters. I made a post on my Instagram page about it, solely for the sake of transparency. I went about my day, and when I looked at my phone again, I had several messages of encouragement and a DM from Leopard. I fully expected him to make a snarky comment because that was just him. I was completely taken aback by what I read. He told me to never give up and that anytime I needed to talk, he was available. He also told me he was praying for me. Those sentences pierced through the hardness of my heart. I was moved by what he said, almost to the point of tears. I wanted to tell him how much I appreciated his support and how much I missed him. But I just couldn't allow myself to be that vulnerable in that moment. So I simply said thanks and left it at that. Fast forward to that summer. I had recovered from my depression, but I was having one of those weeks that was so full of drama and unexpected expenses and feelings of disappointment and anger and helplessness that were so strong, I literally sat down on the edge of my bed at the end of the week and said, what the hell was that? I felt like things couldn't get any weirder, but of course they did. I was riding down the highway with my sister when my phone buzzed. I had a message on a dating app that quite frankly had been a disappointment to me. I had swiped through a few profiles before I declared it a bust and exited out of the app. I had only matched with a few men and I hadn't conversed with any of them, so I wondered, who in the world could be messaging me? I didn't recognize the name. I looked at the message and it said, is this a joke? I was about to go off like the Southside girl that I am, but before I did, I decided to look through the profile once more. I clicked and quickly realized that this wasn't some random in my inbox. It was Leopard. 
why I didn't recognize him initially, I'm not really sure. Sigmund Freud would say there's no such thing as a mistake, but I'm not Freud. I really didn't know that was him when I swiped right, but I couldn't deny that familiar fluttering in my belly as I scrolled through the rest of his pictures. Finally, I replied, oh, my bad. I didn't realize that was you. Well, it is me. So what do we do now? I thought about it for a minute. I was feeling a lot of emotions right then. Embarrassment, because I really didn't want Leopard to see me on a dating app. Excitement, because I hadn't talked to Leopard in a few months and I hadn't seen him in years. Curiosity in regards to what he wanted to do and even more curiosity in regards to what I really wanted to happen. I replied, I don't know. Do you want to unmatch? No, we can talk. And we did talk for about a week, and then we hung out. Initially, I was nervous when Leopard walked in, so I went right into my defense mechanism mode. He would ask me a question, and I would give him a sarcastic response. But eventually, Leopard did what Leopard always does. He patiently chipped his way through my sarcasm until he found the real me. I uncrossed my arms, relaxed my shoulders, and I just let things be. And for the first time in seven days, I wasn't stressed to my breaking point. I was free. I liked that feeling. I liked being around Leopard again. About a month later, I was devastated by the sudden loss of a childhood friend. I did all of the things I usually do to deal with intense grief. Extra time at the gym, singing my heart out to gospel music while driving down the highway, and more time with my family. None of it was working. I still found myself waking up at 4 o'clock every morning to find my pillow wet with tears. Felt like I was losing my mind. I kept thinking about Leopard, about how he was the only person I felt comfortable enough talking to about all of this. A million times, I picked up the phone to reach out to him. And a million times, I told myself that I shouldn't do it. Finally, I grew tired of my internal debate, so I sent Leopard a text. Hey, Hit me back when you get this. And then I put my phone on silent and turned it face down. I always do that when I'm not sure how someone will respond to me. Am I the only person who does this? Am I weird? Anyway, I did eventually pick up my phone. And of course, I had a message from Leopard. I actually felt excited to read it. I couldn't open it fast enough. I take it you heard I'm moving, right? My heart dropped to my feet. I was not prepared to deal with this. Just when I had given myself permission to be vulnerable, Leopard was leaving. It felt like a really cruel joke and I was the punchline. Tears were perched at the corners of my eyes 
but I willed myself not to let them fall. I could feel the walls around my heart growing, and this time, they were sturdier. I wasn't going to put myself out there like that to get hurt again. Defense mode activated. No, I didn't know you were moving. Cool. Congratulations. I flipped my phone over again. We met up before he left. I wanted to say what I probably needed to say, but I was not willing to face another round of rejection. As he turned to leave, I just waved and closed the door. No hugs, no encouraging words, no promises to visit. And I felt bad about that. So the next day, I did the most passive aggressive thing ever. I sent him an Amazon gift card with a quote from one of my favorite Patti LaBelle songs. May all your storms be weathered and all that's good get better. My mom was right. I am such a drama queen. I texted him on his birthday. He texted me on mine. A few weeks later, I posted a picture of myself at a Thunder game. Leopard replied and asked me when I was coming to see him. Same old Leopard, I thought as I shook my head and smiled. I told him I was thinking about visiting over Christmas break. And I was, because Leopard happens to live in one of my most favorite vacation spots ever. You really should come. You need a break. I did. In the weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas, My schedule was jam-packed with work trips, church activities, and family obligations. And even though I love doing what I can to help everyone, I had spread myself way too thin. I couldn't even remember the last time I had done something just for me. So, I booked a flight. Oh, and don't think I was just balling out of control like that. I just happened to have a bunch of reward points on my credit card that were about to expire. And then Leopard and I had the most romantic rendezvous, fell in love, got married, and had a set of twins named Zora and Langston. Wait, that didn't really happen. Here's what really happened. I was in Leopard City for four days, And we never even saw each other. Well, I take that back. I guess he saw all the pictures I put up from various tourist spots. The first time we were supposed to meet up, I slept right through every message. In my defense, I had gotten way too excited when I got to town and I had spent hours sightseeing. When I got back to my hotel, I made the mistake of ordering a turkey meatloaf sandwich. It was great, but that tryptophan knocked me out so tough, when I did wake up, I had no idea where I was. When I realized where I was, I groaned and reached for my phone. Sure enough, there were about six messages from Leopard. I felt awful. I immediately texted him and apologized profusely. When he responded, He was as calm as he always is. We made plans to meet up the next evening. 
That night, we texted and laughed and talked and everything was all good. Around nine o'clock, Leopard's reply started dwindling until he stopped responding altogether. Immediately, I assumed this was payback for me falling asleep the previous night. When Leopard replied the next morning and apologized, I just gave him an okay emoji. Then, I took a picture of a note I wrote with his name on it and the following caption. Alexa, play Sorry by Tony Braxton. I told y'all, Tony has a song to fit every occasion. Eventually, I let go of that anger because I had to. And eventually, I started replying to Leopard's messages with more than one word. One thing I can say about Leopard is that regardless of what we have going on, he remains unbothered by my temper tantrums. I really don't know how, because there are times when I get on my own nerves with the next level histrionics. I guess not changing his spots can be good in some ways. Leopard listens to my podcast. I know this because he sent me videos of himself driving down the street with my voice playing over the speakers. Side note, it was really weird to hear my voice like that. Leopard has asked me the same questions you all have asked, such as, who the F is Midnight? Don't worry, I didn't tell him either. Leopard is definitely going to listen to this episode. As soon as he sees his name, he's going to press play and find out how I really feel about him. Does knowing that fill me with a sense of dread? You bet your 47 rolls of toilet paper it does. But I owe it to myself and to him to speak my truth. See, I can't really compartmentalize what Leopard was, is, or will be in my life. As you have heard tonight, there have been times when Leopard has been everything I didn't even know I needed. And then, there were moments when he was everything I didn't want. For the longest, I put the blame for our fits and starts squarely at his feet. It was easy to make him the bad guy who came along and stomped on my heart. I convinced myself that he was the reason why I ran from anything that even started to resemble a relationship. But that didn't start with Leopard. That's been an issue of mine. For reference, see Robot and countless others. I do have feelings for Leopard. I love Leopard. Don't get it twisted. I'm not expecting this to be a happily ever after scenario where Leopard swoops in and saves me from a lifetime of loneliness and despair. Fantasia already told us that life is not a fairy tale. But at the start of this podcast, I said I had never experienced love. In my mind, I thought that I couldn't call it love because it wasn't perfect. But what I had, or what I have with Leopard, is genuine and honest. And when I'm not allowing my pride to get in the way, very transparent. 
That's the kind of love I want in my life forever. Is that honest enough for you, Leopard? This is officially the end of the first season of the Soulmate Chronicles. I cannot believe something that started out as a few scattered notes scribbled on my notepad has blossomed into a living, breathing extension of me that I adore. I want to thank you all for taking this journey with me. To hear your feedback and to know that so many of you could relate to my dating life has been indescribable. You, dear listeners, are the real MVPs. And because I'm a TBP, I need to give some shout outs. Shayla, thank you for being my very first fan. I still love you more than mashed potatoes, and I can't wait to be your maid of honor. Clarissa, Bree, and Angela, thank you for being my official social media hype team. Y'all never missed an opportunity to share my post or come up with some of the most hilarious hashtags I've ever seen. I can't get too mushy because y'all are some thugs, but just know I love you. James, your impression of my podcast voice was hysterical. You get on my nerves, but I love you, and I'm blown away that you took the time to listen to my little old podcast. Go Bears! Jay, Even though you're the one who got me nated, I am so glad our friendship has stood the test of time. Thank you for reminding me every week, whether I wanted to hear it or not, that it was time for another episode. I love you, Five. A.K. Randy. You will go down in history as the first person to send me a Soulmate Chronicles gift. But even if you didn't, thank you for supporting me from thousands of miles away. I can't wait until this quarantine is over and I can babysit your Chanel sunglasses again. Nicole, my mentor, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support from day one. And y'all make sure you go listen to her amazing podcast, Urban Girl Corporate World. Laurie, we have gone from Epperly to the world and you have all the memories to prove it. Your text messages after each episode made me laugh and cry. I love you and I am so glad I can say you are my sister for life. Kirsten, thank you for being my number one Instagram supporter. Next season, I promise to do a better job of letting you know about new episodes. We will always be the Rowdy Girls. To Robot, Midnight, Magic, The Explorer, Basic, Dr. J, Chico, Nate, Reverend Bad, Mr. Kirk, Chi-Town, Highland, Lightning, The Giant, The Captain, Crossroads, Benson, Mr. GQ, and of course, Leopard. Each one of you taught me something, and I will always be grateful for that. If you recognized yourself in an episode... I hope you found that I addressed each story with tact and just the right amount of transparency. If you don't feel like I did it justice, feel free to message me. Oh wait, like 85% of y'all are blocked. Never mind. 
finally to my soulmate, whoever you are, wherever you are. My biggest fear going into this project was that it would make me look desperate. But there I go again caring about people's opinion of me like it can pay my mortgage. More than anything, I hope you heard my heart on this. I hope we find each other one day. And yes, I still hope you aren't a Lakers fan. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, be encouraged. I know I am. <laughs>